A man buys a horse from an old pastor. Pastor explains to the man that in order to make the horse go, he must say, thank God. And to make him stop, he must say, amen. The man nods in understanding. The man gets on the horse, readies himself, takes a deep breath and says, thank God. Immediately, the horse takes off like a jet. The man initially holds on desperately as he tries to not get bucked off the incredibly fast and agile horse. But eventually, he's having the time of his life. At least until the horse starts heading towards the cliff. Uh, stop, stop, the man says to no avail. The horse continues galloping toward the cliff. Stop, stop, nothing. The man is ready to accept his fate. Then he suddenly remembers, Amen. The horse screeches to a halt right at the edge of the cliff. The man breathes a great sigh of relief and says, Thank God. (laughs) In a funny way, this might describe something of my life as a priest. It has been the ride of a lifetime. Filled with adventure, at times terrifying, other moments packed with awe and wonder, and definitely there have been countless experiences overwhelming my heart with thank God and amen. I have been a priest, a parish priest, for 25 years. Thank God. (laughs) If my life shows anything about God, it shows what happens when we trust God's plan for our lives rather than our own plans. God's power rather than our own power. Life is so much better, richer, more fulfilled, more meaningful and impactful when we follow God's way rather than to try to make our way on our own. This was certainly true of the beginning of my priestly discernment. While I was in seminary, I very much felt drawn to the priesthood, but also to being married and having a family of my own. I really wrestled with which life was best. What what was God's plan? What was best for me? What was best for his people, for his church? Time and again, I found myself telling the Lord, whatever you want, you know what's best. Your plan is best. I choose whatever you choose for me. This led me to becoming a priest. I'm so grateful that God called me to be a priest and specifically to be a parish priest. So I'd like to spend a few minutes offering my gratitude to God and to you. I think one of the secrets of being a priest, remaining a priest, and even thriving as a priest is to first let God feed you so you can feed other people with what God gives to you. The same can be said for all of us as Christians in general. And we see this in today's gospel reading from John 6 regarding Jesus and the Eucharist. Jesus sees the hunger of the people, the thousands who have come to him 
for him to address their deepest spiritual need. Jesus feeds us, but he also then wants his disciples to participate in an ongoing feeding of God's people. So Jesus takes what little we give him, a few loaves of bread, and he multiplies it beyond our own natural powers. He feeds us and everyone else. Then he asks us to gather up what remains. He, it fills 12 baskets. Now, of course, we know that the 12 baskets correlate to the 12 apostles. And we are those disciples. We are his apostles today. Or to take what God has given to us and give to others. When we receive from him first, there is always enough of him left over for us to continue to feed other people. This is most definitely the case with the Eucharist and priesthood, where a priest takes what little we humans offer, natural bread, and, trans and God transforms it through the power of his priesthood into supernatural bread, Jesus Christ, to literally feed billions for their deepest spiritual need, our need for eternal life, which we cannot gain on our own power. I am blessed to be one of Jesus' priests, to feed you and others with what Jesus gives to me. Thank God and thank you. To be, remain, and thrive as priests and Christians, we have to let God feed us so that we can feed others. Having learned this principle, I'm grateful that the Lord has taught me over the years to put him first. I'm not perfect at this, but I'm getting better with age. I try to live this at the beginning of each day. As you know, I have a, I'm blessed to have a Blessed Sacrament Chapel in the rectory where I live. And then therefore to spend a holy hour every morning with the Lord in adoration. The morning time of prayer is also a time for reading and reflecting, meditating and journaling. Feeding not just my soul, but also my mind and, and my heart. As Christians, we're called to feed not just our souls for an hour on Sunday, but our minds and our hearts throughout the week with what Jesus offers us. Then we can feed others in these same ways. While feeding the soul and the mind with the stuff of God is essential for human living, let alone discipleship, feeding the heart is equally important, both for priests and Christians in general. A great unexpected joy of priesthood has been the love that God offers to me in human relationships, for which I'm so grateful. You know, and the irony is, is that when I was in seminary, or even before I went into seminary, but definitely when I was in seminary, my fear was that I would be lonely. And mostly I got that fear from other people, sitting in pews just like you are who suspected that a priest, if he becomes a priest, or me in this case, would have a lonely life because I didn't have a wife and children. And this couldn't be farther from the truth. First of all, I don't have time to be lonely. 
right? But secondly, I have all of you. And it begins first with the love of family. My mother, my sisters, brothers-in-law, nieces and nephews, extended family, all have been such a necessary lifelong source of love in my life. Setting aside regular time, as I do, to be with them has fed and sustained me for many years. Additionally, the brotherhood of priesthood has been a continual source of divine love in human form. Former pastors who I, I still have and, and see quite often, mentors and good friends who are priests, sharing the ups and downs of priesthood, retreats, vacations, dinners, and just life together. Another great surprise, God's love and care for me expressed in friendships encountered in the parish life and apostolates throughout the diocese that I've been a part of. These grow through parish leadership teams, staffs, boards of trustees, married couples, families, individual men and women, youth and adults. Some of these friendships were established since my first years of priesthood at St. Bridget, and I still have some of those friends. Others, since I've arrived here at St. Francis de Sales. Still others from my 12 years at St. John Newman, or my time at St. Mary in Delaware, or my time at St. Joseph Cathedral, downtown Columbus. Also, years working alongside missionaries, young adults at Damascus and St. Paul's Outreach, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, the Catholic Foundation, the years of college ministry at Ohio Dominican University, Ohio Wesleyan University, and OSU, and a variety of other apostolic and evangelistic outreaches. In all of you, brothers and sisters in Christ, I have known both in natural and supernatural ways the good, the true, and the beautiful of human friendship. And I've experienced an abundance of support and encouragement, appreciation and acceptance, prayer and protection. And all during the many vicissitudes of our lives together, the good and the bad, the losses and the gains, the defeats and the victories, the times of play and working to build up God's kingdom together. I have been particularly blessed as a priest and that every parish the Lord has sent me to shepherd, either as a pastor or associate pastor, and the various ministries God has asked me to serve throughout the diocese, every one of them, I have quickly come to love the people and the mission and been sustained by God in the love his people have offered me. Thank God and thank you. And by the way, you should know, St. Francis parishioners. Recently, in a conversation with Bishop Brennan, I let him know how much I love being here with you as your pastor. And I told him, as long as you are willing to continue to grow in faith and trans help transform our parish and our school and become a disciple and make disciple makers, he doesn't ever have to move me to another parish. A priest cannot be father 
without being first a son. A son of, of a heavenly father. And I'm, I'm still learning that. Furthermore, a priest cannot be a father without a family. From my own parishioners, you, and my brother priest, and his and my own lifelong family of mom and dad and siblings. A priest cannot be a parish father who people call father or sustain himself as a spiritual father, let alone thrive as a father without surrounding himself with the family of God. God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but also the men and women who share his beliefs and values and vision and are willing to be on mission with him together in this life and into the life eternal. I'm so thankful to God for all of you, for your acceptance of me, your willingness to trust me and journey with me as we all strive for heaven. I'm proud of you too, for all the ways that you have hungered for the Lord as we just heard in today's gospel. Responded to the Lord feeding you, both in your personal relationships with Jesus and as a family of God living in community together. Likewise, it is so inspiring to see how you are willing to help feed others in their faith and in their many other human needs. Your hunger to be disciples and disciple makers helps me to want to move closer to God as his priest so I can be a better parish priest, pastor, and father. And to find ever ancient and ever new ways to allow the Lord to shepherd me and to be a shepherd for his people. Thank God and thank you. I'd like to end with a story. A story I told in all of the parishes where I have been called father. Perhaps today is a good day to tell or retell this story to you. A man is walking along the seashore after a storm. He, as he walks along the beach, he sees a second man off in the distance bending, picking up starfish, throwing them back one by one into the ocean. The starfish were stranded on the beach after the storm. There are literally thousands of starfish along this beach, the first man says to the second man. Why even bother with picking up starfish and throwing them back into the sea? How can you ever expect to make a difference? The second man says nothing in reply. He simply bends down again, picks up another starfish, and returns it to the sea. Then he states, it made a difference for that one. This is my hope and prayer. As I celebrate 25 years as a priest and head into the next 25 years, I'm only a man, flawed, broken, wounded, imperfect, a sinner in constant need of my Savior, Jesus Christ, but I'm also a man who Christ has called to be one of his priests as he sustains me with his grace and even helps me to thrive in his mission with joy. While I would never have the illusion of thinking I can successfully reach everyone, 
along the shores of this life as a parish priest. I pray I have at least reached some individuals over the last 25 years and helped to make a difference in their lives. And maybe, God willing, I can reach some more folks stranded along the shores of this world in future years and help make a difference in their lives. And maybe even the ultimate difference, sharing with you the salvation that only God himself can offer us. I pray even in some small ways as a priest and a fellow disciple, I have made a difference in your life. I know that you have made all the difference in my life. Thank God and thank you.